Welcome back to another episode of Encouraged to Encourage podcast. I am your host, Pastor Lakia Peters, and as always, I'm excited to share with you today. So I realize that it has been a minute since I've shared, um, but I'm grateful to be back. I feel like it's good to take breaks. Again, I've always said, and I don't want to force anything. I don't want to just give anything. And so I just took some time to rest. Uh, My mom had been here visiting. And so again, I just kind of took some time off, but I'm back and I'm here to share with you another message. Today's message is called, called out to shine, bling, bling. And we're going to get into bling, bling. Now, I do want to read our opening scripture. I'm going to read Isaiah 42 verses 5 through 10, but then we'll come back and we'll look at what the key verse is. And I do want to open up with a short word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we I just thank you, Father. I thank you for the opportunity, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, just for your will, your word, and your way, God. I pray, Lord God, that even as I'm speaking, Father God, that you will continue to speak through my lips, that you will continue to guide me, Father. I pray that every person, Father God, that will listen to this, Father God, that you touch their heart. I pray for understanding. I pray for revelation, knowledge, Father God, and I pray that your peace will rest, rule, and abide. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So I am in Isaiah 42. Again, I'm going to read verses five through 10. I am reading out of the Christian standard um, Bible. Verse five says, this is what God, the Lord says, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. I am the Lord. I have called you for a righteous purpose and I will hold you by your hand. I will watch over you and I will appoint you to be a covenant for the people and a light to the nations in order to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those sitting in darkness from the prison house. I am the Lord. That is my name. And I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. The past events have indeed happened. Now I declare new events. I announce them to you before they occur. And I actually read through verse nine. So Isaiah 42, five through verse nine. And so I want us to go back and look at the key verse, our key verse for today, as we are talking about called out to shine, subtopic, bling, bling, verse six says, I am the Lord. I have called you for a righteous purpose and I will hold you by your hand. I will watch over you and I will appoint you to be a covenant for the people and a light to the nations. Bling, bling. So God has called us for a specific purpose. He is intentional and he has something intentional for us to do. People should see Jesus, the light of the world, when they see you. God is counting on us to bring people out of the darkness and lead them into his marvelous light. 
And so my question for us today is, and for you, what do people see when they see you? Do they see light or darkness? Bling, bling. Called out to shine, bling, bling. The term bling, bling refers to jewelry, but not just regular jewelry, but it's that expensive, it's flashy. It's meant to be seen when we say bling, bling. It's worn so that people will know that they have money or that they are usually celebrities. So when you think about somebody wearing this bling bling, it usually represents expensive, right? Oh, this person has money or a lot of celebrities are known for their bling bling. I was reminded of an old song by Cash Money and the words say, it says in the song, every time I come into your city, bling bling. So basically they're telling you that they wanna be seen because every time they come into your city, bling, bling, they want you to see them and that they have on this flashy jewelry and these cars and they want to make sure you see them. And so when we think about bling, bling, right, again, it's to be seen. It's shining, right? And so, again, we're talking about as Christians, we're called out to shine and we need to have some bling, bling. People need to see, right? So as Christians, we need to be the bling, bling that's shined for Jesus, Everywhere we go, the light of Christ should shine, bling, bling. And if I was a singer, you know, and I, I hear the song, and if you're familiar with it, you know it's bling, bling every time I come. Okay, but so that's how we have to look at this. Every time I enter a room, bling, bling, shine for Jesus, bling, bling, right? And so in the first point that I want to talk about today is, is that he, God called us in righteousness to live right and to live well. His purpose and plan was for us to be like him because he is righteous. So he wants us to be like him. He wants us to live right and to live well. And as we shine, we're called out to shine for Jesus and to live for Jesus and to show the light of Christ through us. And so in Isaiah 42 and 6, I want to read it out of the message translation. It says, I am God. I have called you to live right and well. I have taken responsibility for you and kept you safe. So shining for Jesus is when we live right or do the right thing. When we obey the scripture, we lead people to Christ by showing them, showing them by how we live right, showing them the right thing to do, obeying the scriptures. That's how we can first, number one, as we're called in righteousness to live right. That's how we're called out to shine. And that's the bling bling. That's when we're representing and we're shining for Jesus because the world is not used to seeing something right. So we, as the kingdom believers, have to be the ones to do the right thing. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, it says, For God, who said, light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So light, we are the light that should shine out in the darkness. When we talk about darkness, 
we usually reference the world. The world is in darkness because they don't know Jesus. And so we are the light in that darkness because we're in the world. We're not of the world. So I'm in this dark world, but I should be the light shining out in the darkness so that people can see another way, so that people can see Jesus through our actions and how we live. Amen. And so then number two, he called us to shine to be the light in this dark world. How will people know how to live right and well if we don't show them? See, people watch what we do, so we must set a good example. And people watch what we do for good reasons, for bad reasons, because they truly wanna learn, because they truly don't know, or we know that people watch us and look at us from the seat of judgment. So they're looking to judge us. They're looking to say, ooh, look, see, they didn't do this right, but we're supposed to purpose to do right. Now, does that mean that we're not going to miss it sometime? No, absolutely not. Because again, we strive to be perfect. We strive to be mature. We purpose to live right. But there's times when we're going to mess up. But how do we handle those mess ups, right? Because even in that, when we mess up, we can show people the right way by how we deal with when we mess up. Do we take responsibility for when we mess up? Do, you know, I think about situations where there's conversations and there's misunderstandings, right? Or a situation happened and you thought one thing and it was something completely different. If we're called out to shine and to be the bling bling for Jesus, how do I handle those situations when I've wronged somebody, right? Am I able to go to another sister or brother in Christ and say, hey, I didn't say that right. Hey, I didn't do that right. Even think about the people in the world, how much more the unsaved as the one who knows the right way, are we able to go to our unsaved family members, unsaved friends, and admit when we messed up? It's still about doing the right thing even when we mess up, amen? And being called out to shine, shine to show people again what it is. And I asked you guys in the opening that we needed to ask ourselves the question, right? What do people see when they see you? So hopefully you've had some time to think about that. You're still thinking about that. But do you even know what people see? What do you think people see? And if we be honest and we do some self-evaluations, right? We could probably, if we know that we can be a little bit difficult, then you know that. So what do people see? They see you being difficult. So then that challenges us to be reminded that we're called out to shine and be the bling bling for Jesus. So I need to work on a better way of how people see me. Amen. So Isaiah 42 and six, we're still there, right? I have set you among my people to bind them to me and provided you as a lighthouse to the nations. That's the message says it that way. In Matthew 5, 14 and 16, it says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works, but glorify your father who is in heaven. So bling, bling. There we go again. The shine being the light that people see. The bling, bling is what people are looking at. The bling, bling is what I'm flashing and I'm wanting people to see my expensive, right? But we want that good work, but not to glorify us, but it's so that they can see Jesus. So they can see the father and give the father glory that they would be able to say, oh, 
Okay, that's different. Oh, I see something different, right? And it says, as the light of the world, we're still talking about being in the world, but we're called out to shine in the world. So a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, right? We're set, we're supposed to be set up so that we can't be hidden, right? Again, the purpose in the bling bling and the reason it's so big and flashy is because it's not meant to be hidden and we're not meant to be hidden. Kingdom believers should shine and should represent Jesus Christ everywhere that they go. Let your light shine before men. So let your light, not your light, but the light, your light of Christ, your light of Jesus, that's what people should see. So again, when we talk about what do people see when they see you, do they see Jesus? Do they see righteousness? Do they see a better way? Or do they see you doing the same thing they doing? Do they see you acting the same way they act? And number three, he has called us to share the gospel, to tell people about the goodness of the Lord and what he has done for you. Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose on the third day so that all who believe would be saved and have eternal life. He called us out to shine and to bling bling to tell people about his goodness, to tell people about Jesus and dying on the cross, to tell people about salvation. Because at the end of the day, we are the light of the world. We want people to see Jesus so that they can come to the knowing power of Jesus, so they can come to know Christ because he wants all to be saved. It's not God's intent or Jesus's intent for anyone to go to hell. He wants everyone to have that opportunity to be saved and to accept Jesus Christ into their hearts, right? But we've got to be that light that let people know that Jesus is real, to share our stories and our testimonies. And I'm reminded of even a situation that just happened to me uh, yesterday. I was talking to someone on the phone. And they were having situations about just trying to find housing. And, you know, we talked through some different options. And this particular situation is coming down to either going to a shelter and the person just really doesn't want to go to the shelter. Right. And so as I'm talking the person through options, what are options? So asked about this. Do you have this? So then it came down to shelter or outside on the street. Mind you, this person has a child. So it's either go to a shelter. Now, the reservations about going to the shelter, which obviously nobody wants to be in a position where they have to go to a shelter. So please hear me. I exhausted family member, any other place. But again, the resolve came down to shelter or literally outside and you have a child. So as we started talking through what what's the real issue. So the concern was a safety issue. I have a child. I have a disability. I'm not sure. You know, I just don't feel safe going to this shelter. Right. And so as we're talking, cause I'm talking about sharing the God, you know, telling people about Jesus and sharing testimonies and again, being the light. Right. So I'm asking and I'm saying, and cause I don't know, you don't, you can't assume. So do you have a relationship with the Lord? Do you believe in a higher power, right? We have to talk through because we don't know where people are. So I said, do you believe in a higher power? She said, okay, I believe in God. 
Okay, so if you believe in God, then one of the things we have to know and believe and trust is that if I say I believe in God, then if it's coming down to going to the shelter that I'm really not sure about or outside, then I can just trust that the God that I believe in is going to keep me and my child safe. I'm in a situation where I, I'm forced to go here so I can believe that God is going to keep me and my child safe. And then I went on to say, and then I want to believe that the humanity of people is that if you let whoever's in charge there know, they'll, they're not going to just let you. Because her thing was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that she has where she might black out. And so she was concerned that, okay, maybe I'm going to black out. And I said, I just want to believe if you let someone know that people just wouldn't leave you and not take, but again, the God that you believe in. Okay. So then it came down to, oh, well, a mat. I don't want to, they said, oh, they could give me a mat. And so again, she already said she believed in God. So I said, well, maybe you've heard this before. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. So I said, what that, what I'm saying to you is just because you start out with the mat doesn't mean you have to end in the mat right? It's a starting. Better is the end. So if, again, it comes down to inside on this mat, safety, or outside wandering around with nowhere to go with my child, then is it such a bad thing to start on the mat? And so then I begin to share my own story about how I came in here to Texas, two days worth of clothes, didn't know anyone. I talked her through the program that I went through. And I said, once I moved into <clears throat> a place, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize. Once I moved into a place where I, I was sleeping on a twin bed, I said, but then I was able to bring my son and we both slept on a twin bed, but we started on the twin bed, but I didn't stay on the twin bed. And so I was able to share with her better is the end of a thing. And so it was, oh, that was encouraging for her to know, like there are real, it's not just you there better is the end of a thing, but you just got to trust and you just got to believe. Right. And so I said all of that to say that people need to hear our stories. People out there are dying. They're in darkness. They don't know. And they need us to be able to share and to tell them. Amen. Amen. And so again, in Isaiah 42 and 7, in the message, it says to make a start at bringing people into the open, into light, opening blind eyes. Y'all, blind eyes just means they don't know. So in that even scenario that I just shared, she didn't know, didn't look at it that way. So to be able to open blind eyes by sharing your story or sharing the word, encouraging. So it says opening blind eyes releasing prisoners from dungeons, emptying the dark prisons. The light, y'all, called out to shine and to be the bling bling for Jesus. I haven't forgot what I was talking about. So let's go to Acts 13. So in Acts 13, verses 44 through 47, in the New American Standard Bible, it says, The next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and were blaspheming. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, it was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you reprudent it, it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, 
I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. People are setting the wrong example sometimes because instead of showing them the right way, they're complaining and judging it. So there are some people that are just going to judge. They're going to complain. They're not going to want to hear what you have to say. But that doesn't mean that we stop shining for Jesus. That doesn't mean that we stop being the bling bling. We keep, we keep reaching people and we keep telling people about Jesus, about salvation, right? It doesn't just stop. And I encourage you just because one person doesn't want to hear it, that doesn't mean you stop. You continue to be that light, right? So we don't want to hinder others from receiving salvation because of our bad example of what we're doing or because we're judging or because situations, right? We want to make sure that again, we're setting the right example and we're not the ones backbiting, disillusioned and hard to get along with. We're not the ones confusing people, uh, contradicting, right? And, and, and saying one thing, but living our life a different way. Again, I'm reminded of another situation that has just recently happened where it's that confusion about you say that you're a Christian or you say you believe in Jesus, you say you want to do the right thing, but then your actions aren't lining up. So case in point, situation happened where some some people took something not the right way. So let's just say I told you I you could have something when I move, right? And so when the people, instead of waiting until I moved, I left. And when I came back, my, my stuff was gone. And so when I, when you asked the person, they said, oh, well, you said I could have it. But the problem is, is that they didn't say, oh, okay, I'm going, I know you're out of town. So I'm going to go get this because you said multiple opportunities to say, hey, it wasn't until I come back home and discover that my things are gone. So then when I bring it to you and say, hey, what happened? Why didn't you tell me? Why did this? Oh, well, you said. And instead of acknowledging it, it, it's been, oh, well, this, this, and this. And oh, excuses, right? But never acknowledge the fact that you never told me that. And, and I said this was supposed to happen when I moved, right? So now it's in question. You say that you're living right. You say that you purpose to do the right thing, but that wasn't right. Your actions weren't right. And then when you're asked about it, you still can't do the right thing and say, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, you're right. I shouldn't have did that or whatever the case is, because it goes back to doing the right thing. We talked about showing people the right way and the right way to do something is going to be the right way. Wrong is wrong all day long. And regardless of what you thought the person said, the right thing to do would have been Hey, I know you're out of town. You said we could have this such and such. We're going to go ahead and, and take it and move it and let that person say, okay, yeah, even though I wanted to wait, but yeah, you can go ahead or no, don't come get it right now because I still need it. And when I move, then you'll be able to come and get it. That was the right thing to do. And so I use that example for us to just say, if we're saying we're kingdom believers, if we say we're the light, we've got to do things right. And even when I said earlier, right, when we don't do it right and it's brought to our attention, now the right thing to do is acknowledge that I didn't do that right and take responsibility for our actions. And so we must live a life that leads people to the cross, the, the ultimate act, the cross, Jesus dying to dying right on the cross for us. 
So lead people to the cross, Jesus Christ. Let your light shine so that people can see and come to know a true and living God who saves, delivers, and heals. If I take that mindset of my actions can determine whether someone receives and accepts salvation and makes it into heaven versus my actions alone can be the reason someone never comes to know Jesus, that let that be the motivation to make sure that we understand that we are called out to shine and that we are to be the bling bling for Jesus. And so I do want to take this opportunity. If anyone who's listening to this, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know you have an opportunity that you can simply repeat this prayer right after me. I'm going to do that prayer. If you repeat it, you believe it, you receive salvation. And then I always say that you just have to get connected to a church wherever you are. Find a local church that you can connect with because once you get saved, now you have to learn how to be able to live how to be able to shine for Jesus, how to be the bling bling for Jesus. You've got to learn that. Maybe you haven't been setting a good example and you want the Lord to give you a fresh win, right? Again, you can pray, you can accept this prayer. Um, it's never wrong to, even if you're saved and you say, okay, well, I'm saved, but we fall short daily and we purpose. And if you don't, you should purpose to have a repented life, to just be able to repent and to make sure, because again, we don't say everything right. We don't do everything right. And so Father, I just ask you to repeat this after me. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins, the sins that I know, the sins that I don't know, Father. I ask that you wash and cleanse me with your precious blood. I accept you as my Lord and Savior, Father. And whatever you do, don't let me, don't let my family, don't let my loved ones, my enemies, my friends, anyone that's connected to me, Father, don't let them miss heaven. I ask, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you show me how to live for you. Show me how to shine for you and lead me to people who can help me walk this walk the way you've called me to. And I ask, Lord God, that you will continue to guide and keep me in Jesus' name. I pray that this message has blessed you and that you will continue to purpose to shine for Jesus. It's testimony time. Testimony time is about sharing where I've been, where I'm at, and where I'm going in Christ. We should always have something that we can testify concerning the goodness of the Lord. The goal is to do it in three to five minutes or less. Today's testimony is about our words and how words have power. It's also about just reconciliation, restoration. God is a redeemer and a restorer. Growing up, my sister and I were raised by our mother and our father, two-parent household. Growing up, we felt there was a disconnect between the, the love and attention we received from my father versus the love and attention we received from our mother. Um, it often felt like obligation. Um, my mom was one who showed love through uh, material things. So she bought us things. We had name brand things. We had clothes that half the time we didn't even get a chance to wear them. And that was the way that she showed love. 
but things like showing up to parent-teacher conferences or going to band concerts and just really participating, she wasn't present. So fast forward, become an adult, have a conversation with uh, my dad about, you know, things growing up. And we were told that our mother did not want children. So my dad basically said, hey, if you just have the kids, I'll take care of them. I'll do everything. You just have them. So hindsight, right, looking at that and not knowing that growing up, but then finding that out as an adult, it made sense. And that's how we were treated. That's how it felt like she just had us and my dad was there. He was the one that took care of us, right? But again, growing up and then as an adult, finding that out. So then that made, you know, resentment, right? That's, man, that's crazy, man. You know, not really having love, not really receiving love. We didn't really have, I didn't have a relationship with my mother. And then again, fast forward, now I become an adult and now I'm in the position. Now me and my mother, we talk multiple times a week. Um, If too many days go by without her calling, without us talking, she's going to call and say, Hey, I haven't heard from you. Um, We say we love you now. We express it. Right. And so I said that to say is that God is a redeemer and no matter what situations happen right in life, God can redeem and restore. And I'm just grateful on today that I have a love relationship with my mother. I'm grateful on today that because of love right now, I'm able to not hold it against her because the testimony is that I could still be mad and I could say, no, you didn't show me love as a kid. So I'm not going to show you love. But I thank God that for Jesus's love and John 3, 16, right? Jesus died on the cross for us. And that was the ultimate sacrifice of love. And so I'm grateful on today. And so where I'm going is to continue to just honor my mother, my parents, and again, love on my mother while she's here and do what I can to do my part to love on purpose. Love is an action word. And again, now that my mother is widowed, she needs us more than ever. And so I just want to encourage someone, if you're holding on to what your parents did as a child, forgive, get over it, move on. God is a redeemer and a restorer. Be blessed. Do you enjoy listening to Encourage to Encourage podcast? If you could do me a favor, share your favorite episode with two or three people. Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, turn your notifications on. Help me reach as many people to hear this good gospel.